On Second Shot, we cover two new stories every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And at the heart of every one of these stories are people, just like you and me, who've had to overcome incredible odds, to face the greatest challenges, to struggle and fight back. But now, we're changing it up. In these episodes, we're skipping the headlines and going straight to the people that inspire us to grow, to be bold, seek change, and act courageously when the rest of the world may not. A second look, a second chance, a second shot. This is Second Shot Sit-Downs with your host, Jenny Anchondo. Time for a second shot sit down that I've been trying to coordinate for a minute because she really has a special story. We're talking today to Tiffany Derry, who's a chef. She's the co-founder of T2D Concepts, which is Roots Chicken Shack, Roots Southern Table. You may also know her too from being a contestant and judge on Top Chef, Top Chef Junior. She's a regular advisor on Bar Rescue. She has been a cook for President Obama at the White House. And today she's here to kind of share her story and share her second shot fresh off a road trip from uh, Austin. She's joining us. Hey, Tiffany, good to see you. Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm good, and I'm glad that you made the time for this because your story is one that I've been I've been wanting to share because we've done, oh my gosh, I'm thinking back, like we did even at Fox some cooking segments, and so we see you in your cooking world, but I wanted to talk about Tiffany, the woman, you know, the person, and sort of like hear about the backstory. So it was funny because I was talking to some of your team, and they said, well, you know, um, she actually got denied her first cooking job back in the day what yes. happened there so i was 15 years old and i went to work at a, a pancake house um, in beaumont texas and i said i wanted to cook and i walked in and i filled out that application and they said um well we don't take women in our kitchen and i was like what what you know uh and so i was like well what do you have available i'll take it and i started serving I didn't last but a few months serving and someone called off um, in the kitchen and I would always go in. <laughs> That's the kitchen going off right now. <laughs> totally I fine. In, um, and I would um, say, you know, what do you have available? Let me help. Um, and the cooks would let me. And so one day my opportunity came, someone didn't show up and they needed me and I started cooking from then on out. Isn't it unbelievable to think that it was that recent? that you weren't right. allowed in a restaurant kitchen. I mean, that that is unbelievable because it's not like this was 100 years ago. Exactly, yes. You know, most people really don't truly recognize or understand that um, the culinary field, the restaurant industry has been a very um, male-dominated space for a very long time. And so you're now seeing a lot more women um, running restaurants or even just in the space altogether. No, you're totally right. I mean, when you, when you think about it, it's like, oh, a woman goes to apply for a job at a restaurant. Well, she's a, she's a hostess or she's a server. Or like me, I started at 15 too. It, it, uh, uh, a taco restaurant, Taco Bell, as a dishwasher, you know, but but it was like, it's true, I never did end up getting to cook the food. <laughs> you know, so what, what was it? Were you at that age of 15, were you like, okay, I think I have an interest in this, I've got a thing for this, or were you just like looking for a job? You know, I was looking for a job, but I really enjoyed cooking. Uh, my family is large. My family, my grandmother had 11 children, all oh, wow. of them, I have 50 cousins, um, and so we, are very big around food. And I just said, you know what, I wanna cook. I went there and did it. And from there, I developed 
a love for the business and for sort of the, you know, the way we set up the restaurant and the energy in the restaurant. And I, I just think it's pretty amazing, obviously. Well, and it's interesting because sometimes I think about what you do or, you know, learning how to cook, that's sort of like the creative aspect of it. But then running a business is a totally different thing and you've managed to do both. So what, how did you prepare yourself? Was it a culinary school? Was it a family? Was it just trial by error? A little bit of everything, you know, I did go to the Art Institute of Houston, so I um, I did train and I spent a lot of time studying abroad. But the one thing, honestly, I used to work for the Landry's Corporation and they had hundred and something restaurants at the time. And so because it was so many different restaurants, you had to be a little more corporate than a lot more of like the mom and pops or single run restaurants. So there were tons of paperwork. Um, I was a sous chef and I would spend hours doing paperwork, learning the business. And that truly was the foundation of what I needed to, to operate my own. So fast forward to today where you're running restaurants, you know, hanging out with presidents. Do you do much cooking still? Or like, what's the balance? What's a week like for you? So we just opened Root Southern Table this year and it has been doing extremely well. Um, I'm so thankful to everyone who comes and eats and just raves about it. It brings so much joy to my heart. Um, but because we are new and because the restaurant feel is a little bit different right now. You know, a lot of places are understaffed. So I am most of the time on the line cooking. <laughs> so I oh. still cook quite a bit. If you've come into the restaurant, I've probably prepared something that you've done. Uh, and, you know, even even when I go to Shack, I'll jump on um, the fry station at Rich Chicken Shack and they'll be like, you know, I'm like, I'm frying chicken today, everybody, you know? So <laughs> I enjoy all of those moments. I enjoy cooking. If I'm having a bad day, I'm like, can I just work saute? You know, can I just work that station like a normal employee for a couple of hours, get my head right, and then I'm back in. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I I happen to know that Root Southern Table is so successful because last week I thought, you know, I've got to make it in there to prepare for this interview. And I went <laughs> to get reservations, Tiffany, and there were none to be had. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, I was so frustrated at first, but I thought, well, no, this is a good get. I mean, this you, you don't want to be interviewing the person that's, you know, <laughs> nobody's going to their restaurant, right? So I figured, I'm, I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad the restaurant's doing well. I had to make a reservation for like in a couple weeks um, because it is doing so well. Now, what, what has, has it been like during this pandemic-y time to be in your business? Because it's just like the one we keep, it's the business we keep talking about, about how hard it is. Right, you know, um, it's a little different now than when we first sort of, you know, the first few months, the sure. first few months, nobody knew what anybody was doing. We had no clue. We were, you know, taking it day by day like the rest of the world. Um, and every day something was changing. Um, what we're seeing now is sort of the effect of it all. Um, our, our purveyors do not have a lot of food. You know, chicken prices or uh, beef prices are so expensive right now. I mean, just in general, um, two years ago, a year and a half ago, you know, it was three times less than what it is right now for certain products. Um, every day I get a text or a message of like four of the seven things I've ordered they don't have. And that's just across the board. So um, it's a different kind of stress as well. You know, uh, things are more expensive and the supply chains aren't fully back up working. And so dealing with that is quite a bit. 
and but you know what? We do this because we love it, and the smile that we get on our customers and our guests' face um, just it makes it all worth it, right? You know, it's just of great. Of course, of course, and, and you have a good energy about it. You don't seem to have a stressed energy, um, you know. And it seems like it would be a stressful business. Are you finding? I'm hearing from people that it's just so hard to to hire right now. Are you finding that too? Very much so. You know, right now um, we just don't have the sheer amount of people that you would have coming in um, across the board. And I'm hearing this from friends in New York, friends in LA, like across the board, it's not just a Texas thing. Uh, And so we have a bit of rebuilding we we have to do with our industry. And you know, I'm hoping that we create the culture um, within the restaurant group where people want to work with us. We're doing things a little bit different. We're offering insurance, we pay well, we're, you know, we want everyone to feel like family and I think some of it is a good change for the business um, altogether because now everyone is having to step up mm-hmm. in a way that maybe they haven't before. Um, but ultimately, I think that it will it will do well. I, I really do. I believe that our industry will come back stronger. There are many restaurants opening, um, and I'm just happy to be one of the few. Yeah, true. So, and when I think about the restaurant industry, it's like everyone when they're little like wants to own a restaurant like food food is cool food is delicious you know it's just the sensory experience it all sounds so great what what's the reality you know when I meet people and they tell me they want to own a restaurant I'm like don't do it no I mean you know, like, that's, that's the first thing I say but then I'm like okay have you ever worked in a restaurant and when they say no I'm like before you decide that you want to own your own go work in a restaurant. It's very different than cooking at home. Um, There's so many, it's so much more than cooking. If it was just cooking, it would be very, very different. Um, But you know, we have to deal with so many different people. We have to deal, deal with, I mean, just today we're building a patio outside right now. We're adding a patio on. So people will be happy to know there's more seats coming. But you know, there's so many different areas in the industry that you deal with within the restaurant business. So first piece of advice, you've got to work at a restaurant. What would be next for somebody who's like an, an, an aspiring to do what you do? I say, you know, you first have to get the foundation. Um, I meet a lot of people nowadays because I've done a lot of shows um, and I'm very thankful for all of the shows I've done. But the one thing that was the most important was me learning and having a foundation in the industry. I didn't seek out to do TV. Um, It wasn't me wanting to be famous, right? Like I was cooking in a restaurant and one day I got a phone call and they were like, hey, it's Top Chef. And I was like, yeah, right, Top Chef's calling me. They don't know me. <laughs> uh, and so, and it was, and I ended up going through the process and being on the show for season seven, winning fan favorite, doing it again. I don't know what possessed me to do it again, but I did. And um, at the end of the day, it was very rewarding. But you have to remember the why. Why are you doing things? And you also just need to make sure that you know what you're doing. Get the practice. Get the foundation grab the experience. A lot of times we want to move up so quick, we miss that process of getting the experience and and building that foundation. And I tell people all the time, I say, you know what? You can be fired from a job. You can lose, it can close down that restaurant the the next day. But you know what? What you have with you, you take with you, right? Mm. That skill you can take with you for the rest of your life. So make sure that you build that foundation. You know, and and I hear your love for it. It's kind of like 
Yeah, you can't say, oh, I'm going to open a restaurant because I'm going to be a famous TV chef. Because because even still, Tiffany Derry's working at her restaurant day in, day out, do, getting up early this morning, driving in, doing this interview, you know, you know, continuing to pro the, promote the business. So it's kind of like you have to love it because it won't ever stop. It's not one of those things where, oh, the restaurant's up and I've made it and now I'm just going to sit here and sit martinis and look at all my customers. I want to know where they do that at. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. You know, I started off wanting to own a restaurant. That was my thing. Even when I was working in the breakfast restaurant, I was like, I want three of these. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I still thought big, you know, it was three of those. But um, now I've had the opportunity to do a lot more um, than cooking. And that's been something that I didn't quite think would happen, right? Like I didn't think that I would be lobbying and helping to create policies that everyone across the world, you know, um, adheres to. I've had a chance to be a part of the farm bill and um, that's been an incredible experience, but also just standing up for what's right um, within the industry and also, you know, helping just to make sure that everyone has access to certain ingredients and food. Mm -hmm. I believe that we all should have access to good food. It shouldn't be based on how much money you make. We should all have wholesome food. And so being able to do some of those things, I never really thought, you know, that that's what I would be doing. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. You can't ever, you can't ever know what's, what's in your future. That's, that's the truth. I want to hear about the, the top chef, the top chef junior experience. So we know that you just kind of got the call one day. It's like, it sounds like you don't even know how they found you, but they found you and it was just meant to align. What was that experience like? Every day was a new day, right? I mean, we cooked our behinds off. What people don't know is that when you do Top Chef, you don't get a TV, you don't get to keep your cell phones. Um, you are completely sort of out of the loop of everything that's happening. So that's why a lot of times people don't do well on pastry challenges because you have to remember what's in your head. Like that's all the recipes you go with. So, I know I'm giving you the scoop today. I love this. Oh, it was um, it was something special. It was a chance. At that time, I was 25 years old, you know, so I was still finding myself understanding the type of food I want to do and what I enjoy. Um, but it just put me on a fast track to figure it all out. Like what I did a week ago, I couldn't do those same tricks, you know, the next week. So you were surrounded by peers who were all pushing the envelope and you just needed to rise to the occasion. So it was great in that way. Um, I didn't really think about that millions would be watching. I'm so happy I didn't because that probably would have messed me all up. Right. Um, but you know, it was just good to be in a place where I was challenged and receiving feedback, you know, when you grow in the restaurant, sometimes you don't have as many things that um, you can really um, learn, right? Like as far as you don't go to school after you've already been a chef, you you don't have lots of educational mm. moments. And so that was that was really great to be a part of. It was kind of like your continuing education, right? Like like doctors have to go back and get their CECs or something. It was like the chef's CECs. I'm thinking my mom would have been perfect on the baking one because she's the one who can bake all these things. But And I'm like, can I get the recipe? No, it's just, you know, it's, it's just I, I put this in and then this in and this in. I'm like, for the love, it's all in her head. You know, there's those certain people, they just keep it all in their head. So that's an interesting tidbit. Was it really, I mean, was it isolating? Was it that competitive that it was isolating and alone when you were on the shows where it's like, oh my gosh, this is so fierce? Or what was it like behind the scenes? Well, we had our own house. Um, so you would, you, you know, you could 
we didn't have, so you shared a room with people. So I would always pick the room that had the smallest amount of beds in there, you know, uh, so like three beds instead of five. Um, cause there were rooms that had like four or five. I'm like, Mm-mm. well, because first off, I didn't even want to do it because I didn't, I had never lived with people and I didn't know what that would be like. I was like drama, all of that. So I picked a room with less and I did it both times. And I ended up ultimately having a room to myself um, because it was just great to be by myself and to be able to have those thoughts. But um, every day you had to show up. And some days we would film 15 hours. Um, we would get up so early, um, the stew room, like when we would be in the room waiting, yeah. that would be like eight hours sometimes. <gasps> it was a very long process. And so um, you were already sleep deprived. (laughs) You weren't on your normal diets that you would normally eat or whatever those things Mm -hmm. that you you know that you ate. Um, You had catering and you you just had to roll with it. And it was a lot of rolling with it, but uh, it was all worth it at the end of the day. Wow, yeah, it sounds exhausting. It sounds like you're just going off to a major, major like cooking boot camp kind of situation. How did it come about that you, Tiffany Derry, would be cooking for President Obama at the White House? Another one of those same kind of stories. I got an email inviting me, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, okay, sure. Uh, And then I got a phone call, and uh, they asked me to come and cook, and I just could not believe it. The process for that was kind of crazy too because all the background checks and my I brought two chefs with me and they also had to go through the background check, but I'll never forget the day. We're leaving the hotel and you know, the car comes and picks us up and we're rolling through the gates. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're really going to the White House. And we go through security and then we go in and I, um, they asked me if I want to take a picture in front. I'm like, yes. So we take the picture. I take my knife bag down and I sit it on the ground. I sit it on the ground and everyone comes <gasps> and run. I was like, oh my gosh. They were like, no, pick it up, man, pick it up. I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm just going, going in the kitchen and cook. Um, <laughs> it, it was pretty awesome. And uh, they enjoyed the food. I got a call back less than three months later um, to cook again. So that was that was awesome. That, how exciting. Uh, just, yeah, exa- aren't you glad you checked the email, right? That's the message, you guys, check the email. Uh, sometimes it's a scam, but sometimes it's the president. So you just, you know. It could not be a scam. Like, it could be a time with it's not a scam. It's actually happening for you. <laughs> right. Now, we, we've talked about a lot of highs, and you've had a lot of exciting highs. I can only imagine in an industry as up and down and volatile as the restaurant industry is that there have been some really tough times. Let's. Let's speak about those. What has been sort of the hardest part of your business journey? I think for anyone who truly is doing what they love, they're always gonna have something that either um, pushes them if they allow it to. For me, it was, um, I was working at a restaurant and I was executive chef. I had done um, Top Chef at this time, both seasons of Top Chef. So there was a lot of, notoriety that I was getting and the restaurant was getting, but I was only the executive chef. I wasn't Mm. the owner. One day, um, the owner decided to close the restaurant, but not tell us. And so here we are, I'm in the restaurant actually, when they came and started taking down the wine and all of the stuff from the walls. And I was like, what is going on? You know, um, really, really late at night. And that moment I had to look at one of my chefs 
and he was looking at me going, what do we do? Like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. And it broke my heart so bad to the point where the feeling that I had, I remember it so well. Um, and I just said, you know, we're going to figure this out. But he said, you know, what do I do, chef? Like, how do I feed my family now? And the pressure that that put on me, um, it still sticks with me. And that was the moment that I decided that I needed to own my own. I did not want to get put back in a situation where someone can come in without talking, without doing, without any reasonable conversations and just shut down what I had been working years for. Um, And at the end of the day, I was the face of the building. And so it was a little bit of embarrassing because here we are, you know, there were headlines that were like, you know, Chef Tiffany Derry is on Top Chef but can't run a restaurant, right? Her restaurant's closing. And there were, you know, of course, how it happens. It, it was a, a story and um, I had no, no way to control any of it. And so I decided, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm going to own my own. I don't care how hard it is. And even during pandemic, um, when we were all faced with the, we're going to have to close a restaurant, the feeling that I had years ago came back up and that's truly what made me fight as hard as we fought um during pandemic you know we didn't close we didn't lay anyone off in fact we actually hired um we went outside of our comfort zone and we started to do we were cooking any and everything that you can imagine we were doing grocery bags we were doing family meals um i mean we were doing catering on a level of 200 on one day 800 on another day um, and it just, it just, that feeling is something that you, you know, it stays. And it would probably stay with me my whole life because I, I have chill bumps right now. Me too. I can just remember. Well, it's interesting, Tiffany, because you took, you had that, you had that one person saying to you, how am I going to feed my family? And then you decided to take on a whole ton of people that rely on you and your business to feed their family. What is that responsibility like? That's a lot. Yeah, you know, but it it was one guy saying it, but it was everybody else feeling it, yeah. right? And I knew that they had trust in me. Um, we work together every day. Um, and even right now, I still, I have such great respect for the people that I work with um, because honestly, without them, I don't have the businesses that, you know, that you see. Um, I can't cook all the food by myself. I can't do it all. And so every last one of the people who are a part of our team, I try really hard um, to do right by them. And it comes with a lot of responsibility. It also comes with the fact that I have to get up sometimes really early um, and I go to bed really late. And I'm, I take a lot of red eye flights when I'm doing shows just so that I can be in house um, when we open for the restaurant. And, and there's just a lot of things that, you know, we have to sacrifice sometimes family stuff, like wanting to be at events. But, you know, when you have businesses, you have to figure out how to balance it all. And you have to figure out what works for you. Yeah, that's really interesting to hear that you're very much still in what people would call like the grind. And do you think that that's, is that the life? Is that how it will be as long as you choose to be in this business? No, you know, we have seasons of, you know, where I, don't get it wrong. I, I enjoy my time. I, I take a <laughs> month off from work every year um, and I go out of country and you don't hear from me. Um, but um, <laughs> I, I also know that during certain seasons of the year, the restaurants are busy and I, on a 
business level, I'm very, very busy. So I plan for it throughout the year as well. Um, and then I try to make sure that I take my days off. Every one of my staff takes their days off. Um, and we don't drive ourselves into the ground, even for the holiday season, you know, just closing for a few days just to allow everyone um, to have their time with their family because I didn't have that growing up. So it's like we work so hard together, we need to be able to enjoy those moments as well. One last bit of advice for anybody who wants to be doing what you are doing and what you've, what you've accomplished. You know, if it's really what you want to do, again, please find somewhere to work. If you decide you don't want to be in a restaurant, maybe you want to do catering, go be a part of a catering company. Um, not let it be just your own experience that you're going off of. Because one thing is that the world is so much bigger than what we know. And that's one of the reasons that I love traveling. But when you work for someone else and you do things um, the way others do it, you learn so much more, not only about what they're doing, but about yourself and what you want ultimately. Um, so if you're gonna do that, but I also want you to study, I want you to follow up, I want you to read, I want you to be fully submerged into whatever this dream is that you have and nourish the gift because the gift can be there. Everybody has some type of gift, but it takes much more than just being talented in one thing or gifted in one thing. It requires the dedication. It also requires that you have some restraint, right? And that you exercise that and make strategic moves. Make a plan and execute it. I think that we all have something inside of us that we need to give to the world um, and not only just for us, but for the world. And I think that when we do that, this whole world will be a much better place. Tiffany Derry, you are a gift. Thank you so much for the time today. Thank you for driving back early for the chat. We <laughs> sincerely appreciate you. I can't wait for my reservation coming up in six months when, when I finally uh, get to dine with you guys. Um, thank you again so much for the time. And I want to give everybody your website. So you guys, it's t2dconcepts.com. And then go to Tiffany's Instagram page. It's masterchef.com. TD. From there, she actually has an apparel line we didn't even get to talk about, but she's got that that supports um, you know, female entrepreneurs. You can find her all over social media, and we will link up the restaurants to this interview as well. If you enjoyed Second Shot, don't forget we are on CW33 uh, every Thursday, and you can hear the full episodes, all 200 and something of them, on any podcast platform by searching Second Shot, and we will talk to you soon.